Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome back to Oz Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. It's great to have your company. Just gone at midday on this Wednesday afternoon. That means it is time for the call. 10 stocks that you suggest and uh, we get two experts in for the next 60 minutes or so to uh, give you a rundown on their view of these particular companies. All right, uh, 10 stocks suggested by you. We'll get to them in a tick. Uh, I always pick a stock of the day that's that's in the news and, and get our experts' opinion on it. And uh, I thought we'd take a look at AMP. Ooh, everyone's shrieking, not that dog. Um, I thought it was quite interesting under a bit of pressure at the moment as uh, a huge value investor, Lazard Asset Management, is no longer a substantial shareholder. Earlier this year, Lazard's held over 7% of the AMP, but after selling more than 30 million uh, worth of the uh, company stock, its uh, holding has now gone down below the 5% threshold of significant ownership. Um, I must admit, when I saw Lazards were there in the first place, I thought, gee, Henry, they, they've been patient. Deep value investing, yes. I think <laughs> that is very patient and in for the long haul, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's you know It really is... I'm not going to use the word dog yep. because it's overused, um, but it is, it is a troubled company. And I think that the metaphor for me still is the AMP building in Circular Quay. It's, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's daggy and it's old. It was one of the first skyscrapers in Sydney. Yep. They're, they're doing renovation work on it, which seems to take forever, much like the company itself. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's in transition. It's in a tough environment now, made even tougher by COVID. It's hard to find much to like about this. The recent profit update as well was not exactly fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the market took that badly. Uh, really, you've got to be really patient and you'd have to do an awful lot of due diligence to do uh, the, the value dive into this one, I think. Ah. So you know, for us, it's probably one to avoid. You'd like to see them get some runs on the board first and then yeah. once they start to come out, uh, maybe you can pick up you know, 10, 15, 20%. Okay. But Normally, normally, you'd say, great company, great brand, we'll have to come back. Has the brand been damaged so much that it's a different story for the AMP? It's going to take longer because of all what happened in the, in the yeah. Royal Commissions? I think, yes, the right. brand has okay. been damaged to an extent. I mean, the AMP Capital is still a fantastic business. Yeah. And if they, if they flipped that out and demerged it, um, I think that would be a, a really positive okay. step because you know Shane Oliver and the, and yeah. the guys there, their, their quality and the, the capital side of things has done really well. But the actual kind of nuts and bolts, the financial planning side, it's still got class actions here, there, and everywhere. Mm. They've got mm. problems now with with the, uh, the the financial planning side in terms of that first resort or last resort thing that they could do with buying out the business. Um, it just is really comp lots of moving parts. Yeah. Um, and too too complicated. You know, it's nice in this market. 
Keep it simple, <clears throat> stupid. Try and find yeah. simple stories that resonate. I mean, Fortescue, the simplest story <coughs> in the world. Dig up dirt, sell it to China. Yep. It's just easy. Yep. And don't do anything else. Don't do anything else. Don't, don't diversify. Well. Do it really well. Drive down your costs. Execute. Good yep. management. AMP. It's just got, you know, it's like a Swiss watch. There's bits going yeah. everywhere and it only takes one little bit and the whole thing falls so apart. What I'm hearing from you are there are just simpler decisions to make on the market. Much simpler. <laughs> Much Mark, simpler. Mark, what do you think um, of AMP? Yeah, look, I think describing it as a Swiss watch is probably almost being a bit too kind. Yes, uh, it was actually. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, I agree with everything that, that Henry has to say. It's, um, look, it is, it is a turnaround. I think there is potential for it to turn around. You have to be patient. I think if you're in it, you hold a very small amount uh, and don't expect anything exciting in the short term. So we saw with their profit warning um, last week, we've had uh, you know an increase in costs because everyone's working from home and, and COVID, um, and obviously their bottom line's affected as well. So yeah. um, you know, as, as Henry mentioned, there's there's stuff in there that's that's that has value. Um, no one's seeing any of that value at the moment. I mean, maybe with what's happening at the moment. Um, you know, other cashed up organisations raising money, looking for acquisitions. Yeah. Maybe they could do something with AMP. But you know, I agree that the brand, it has been damaged over the years. It'd have to be taken over and I, I think, yeah. you know, split up and, and re, rebadged as, as something else. Um, but at the moment, there's no Gee, sign that's of how that, bad so. the brand has become, Michael, is that oh. if it's... I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think that if you can give it a lease of life, um, the market will look at it because at the moment, um, you know, this thing has just been, as we could see on the on the screen there, it's just been trending down for for a while. For so years. it looks it looks it's like been trending down since it listed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I mean, yeah. look, earlier this year, it did look like it was stabilising in terms of the share price, but but COVID's just yeah. just sort of yeah. ruined it. So look, I think as a turnaround, and you don't care what the share price does for the next few years, fine. But you know, if you want to get a bit of bit of upside, at least in the next year or two. I think in terms of diversified financials, you'd be looking at something like a Macquarie that's growing earnings and and has the the brand. All right. Okay. That's uh, pretty clear from Henry and Michael on that one. Uh, Stay clear of AMP. All right. Let's start getting into your stocks that you want us to have a look at. Uh, Michael James uh, wants a view on Pantoro. Uh, Australian gold producer owns um, uh, Halls Creek Gold Project in the Kimberley region of WA and recently acquired 50% of the Norseman Gold Project. Um, gold stocks ha- having another great day today after yeah. the gold price went through 2000 US dollars overnight. Yeah, look, I think in terms of gold price generally, I think it still has further to run. The US dollar yeah. should continue to weaken, and that's good for, for gold prices. Um, you know, they're not the lowest producer out there. So in terms of Aussie dollars per tonne, it costs them about 1600 bucks. Um, oh. to, to mine it, whereas if you're, you're looking at some of the bigger names in the market, they can do oh, So that's 1,600 U, uh, Aussie uh, dollars. Aussies, Aussie, okay. whereas the bigger names are a few hundred dollars cheaper. So right. it's, that's in some ways a double-edged sword. So yes, it's bad in that um, you know, they don't make as much per, per ounce, um, but when the gold price moves, their margins move a lot quicker. So right. as we're seeing now with the gold price heading higher, um, the, the share price of this stock is um, you know, it looks like it's almost tripled in the last few months because of the, the way their margins are moving. But obviously, yeah. if the gold price comes back, um, it'll, it'll go the other way pretty quickly. Um, on the way to the studio, it looks like they're in a trading halt to raise money, which isn't surprising for a company that um, uh, doesn't look like it's turning a profit yet. So, right. um, Good know. time to raise at a share price at this level rather than yeah. 
down at six or seven cents. And, and, the, way, and the way these raisings have been going at the moment uh, in the market for the last few months, the market seems to like it, yeah. uh, that, uh, that companies raising money and, and bolstering the, the balance sheet. So you may well find that this, this stock jumps when it uh, comes okay. back online. So a buy for me? Um, yeah, I think it's a hold. Okay. Um, I've had this one in my small cap portfolio for a long time ah. um, and I've seen the good times and I've seen the bad times and we're at the moment <laughs> we're in the good times. So um, yeah, it, it's on to a winner. I think the drill results recently from uh, both the uh, Norseman Project and Halls Creek have been pretty good um, mm. and they've encouraged, I guess, the company to go to the market. They're raising 45 million bucks at 24 cents, which is not a massive discount. And as Michael said, I suspect that they may be given the gold price maybe killed in the rush a little bit, and we may right. see them actually open up roughly where they were, or maybe even a little premium, mm. given the gold price. So I think this is a good one. They did have some cash, so it wasn't a balance sheet kind of strengthening exercise. Okay. It was more, hey, we've got these great results, and what mining company and geologist doesn't love spending money on Tonka <laughs> toys and drill rigs and diamond <laughs> drilling and RC yeah. drilling and all this sort of stuff. They, they love it. This is bread and butter to these guys. Um, it, it's kind of, you know, it's COVID-proof to some extent yep. because of the remote locations they're, they're drilling in. So that, that's, mm. that's good for them. So, and with the gold price where it is, over 2000 which is where I kind of thought it was going to, um, it's, it's, yeah, it looks good. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to keep holding. All right. So when, when you look at your gold portfolio, you have your, um, your new Newcrest and yep. Saracens and all of those as yep. the, your premiums, and then you have your little minnows, which Pantoro would fit into that mix and is a good one at that level. Yeah. Uh, would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. There's an awful lot of little minnows out there at the moment. That aren't um, that good. And beca well, because you know gold is where it is, yeah. everybody's out there and everyone's able to raise cash and they're, they're, you know, they're drilling and they're, they're yeah. uh, assaying away merrily. So um, it's, it's certainly one of the better mid-cap ones. The other one right. I like is Gold Road. Right. Um, and I've had okay. a little look at Regis Resources. I was actually out at Blaney on the weekend, which is uh, where Regis Resources is actually based in New South Wales. They've got a project called McPhillamy's, ah. just up the road from Blaney, um, which looks quite interesting as well. Of course, Newcrest okay. is out there with Cadia, uh, which is the, the big daddy of all the gold deposits as far right. as New South Wales goes. So, Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that suggestion, James. Um, Michael Lisa. Has, is asking for an opinion mm. on Med Advisor. Now, this is a, a basically a tech business, but is a software specialist for uh, chemist shops. Oh, no, um, for uh, patients to stick to their prescriptions and medication and yeah. things like that, is it? Um, interesting little niche. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was having a, a look at it earlier. It looks, looks quite interesting as a business. I mean, at the moment, it doesn't look as though they're, uh, they're turning a, a profit uh, yet, but um, you know they have been um, sort of growing revenues over the last few years. Uh, I think the problem with this, when I look at the way it's trading, is it's just really all over the place. I mean, this is a stock that's traded between about thirty cents and sixty cents, um, and, and you know back up and down again over the last few years. Yeah, so November it was five. I, yeah. yeah, look, I just I just find that that sort of volatility a bit bit too much for my liking. Uh, in a share portfolio. I mean, even on some days, it'll have daily ranges of, of almost 10%. So I right. think if you can stomach that, um, you know, it, it has potential. I think the other, uh, I mean, if you can't stomach that, I think one of the nearest 
um, I, I suppose not necessarily competitors, but another stock that does something sort of similar is uh, ProMedicus in the in the medical right. software space, and that's a company that's expanding overseas and making a profit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So, I'd consider PME. I think for for MDR, it's a it'll just be a no for me because I yeah. I just can't tolerate that sort of um, price movement. Right. Henry? Interesting little stock. Mm -hmm. um, I used to use them actually. Because ah. when, you, when you are on prescription drugs for whatever reason, and let's call it um, high cholesterol, which a lot, a lot of us are blessed <laughs> with, um, you can go to your chemist, you download the app, the MedAdvisor app, yep. and you basically, it keeps all your prescriptions at the chemist, and it ensures that loyalty. So the chemist does well out of it because yep. it ensures your loyalty. You can order with the app uh, and then just go and pick them up, ah. which is great. And especially in this day and age with contactless uh, delivery and pickup that they're doing is good. Ah. I started going to Chemist Warehouse and they have their own app that does the same thing. Ah. And that's not to detract from the MedAdvisor <coughs> app um, because uh, they are moving into other areas. They've just uh, done a deal with HMS, which is a NASDAQ listed company in the US. And that's the big mm. kind of draw card with them. Right. And it's all about delivery of pharmaceuticals and prescriptions, telehealth, which is a great um, kind of theme at the moment, um, without contact. Ease of access for, for customers, just being able to go, okay, I want that, that's my prescription, those are my drugs, you have all my prescriptions, you've got five months worth or whatever. Um, it's, it's really easy. Revenue is growing. It does, it can be a bit volatile and it does tend to be a bit announcement driven as right. a lot of these small caps are. But I think, you know, when you look at the, <coughs> the long term kind of themes that are emerging from COVID in mm. terms of delivery of, of health services via apps, via distant via whatever yeah. method that doesn't involve you going into a chemist all the time with sick people as well. Um, I think this one's got um, this one's got some good legs. So okay. it's it's not as Michael says, it's pretty illiquid at times. Right. An announcement driven, but you, you pick it up on okay. the right day. I think it's a good story. All right. At at this level? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean th these are speculative at the yeah. end of the day. So And the, and sort of a lot of the theme to come out of COVID is we've all been educated into doing everything on digital. Now, yep. if I had said to my 85-year-old mother last November, let's do a Zoom meeting, oh. uh, <laughs> she, she would have fallen over. Yep. Now, she Zooms with her great-grandchildren on, on a regular basis. Yep. Uh, uh, she's buying things online and never bought things online before. And, and, and her comment is, gee, I didn't realise it was so easy. Yeah, well, I, I listened to something, I can't remember who it was, I think it may have been the, uh, the head of Google who said that it's basically accelerated two years worth of digitalization yeah. into two months. Wow. It, yeah. It's compressed and, and, and made people like your mum and my mum. I was talking yeah. to my mum in the UK on Skype last night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that, as you say, is unthinkable yeah. for her. She would have had a clue yeah. um, six mm -hmm. months ago. So yeah. it is this it's pace really of technology. That has, that has really ramped up and accelerated during this time of crisis. Absolutely. Which, that's what crisis do. Yeah. All right, Lisa, uh, thank you for that suggestion. Sticky on the technology theme. Uh, Tim has asked for a view on handsome technology. This is a, a very uh, different technology to MedAdvisor. Um, this is basically a billing system that big companies use. Uh, Foxtel uses, uh, uh, telcos use. When you get a bill from uh, your electricity provider, um, it could be generated by the platform that Hanson Technologies delivers on, and they manage it for these sorts of companies. Fair description, Michael of Hanson. Uh, yeah. What do you think of it? Yeah, look, I ultimately, I wouldn't want to be invested in it. I think 
in the short term, it looks like the share price wants to head a bit higher. But you know, for the last few years, the share price has been going backwards. And you know, quite simply, I don't want to be in something that's going the wrong way. Um, and I think the cause of that is their earnings have started to disappoint over the last few years. So their, their earnings growth has really started to tail off for various reasons. And um, in terms of market expectations, they just haven't been met the last few times right. uh, this company's reported to market. So I think a company that's in that sort of cycle where their earnings are a bit all over the shop and slowing down and, and you can't quite sort of match your expectations with what um, is being delivered just to me just doesn't make the right. make for the okay. best investment. Yep, Henry. It's kind of a, a weird one, isn't it? Technology has been rallying throughout the market. Anything that's vaguely technological, <laughs> has, you know, and even when a company isn't even technology, and they go, "Oh, we have a bit of technology." Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got something. If you can mention <laughs> AI as well yeah. in the cloud, you are yeah. in like Flynn. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, or buy now, pay later. You've not, yeah, buy yeah. now, pay Thank later. you of getting in there. We're yeah. going to do three payments, not four. Yeah. Oh, it's that's like, innovative. It's like blockchain a couple of years ago, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this one seems to have uh, been the bridesmaid and not the bride at the moment. Yeah. Um, they've, they've just put in um, guidance of uh, revenues of 298 to 300 million and they're working with customers etc 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 but as Michael says it's not the most exciting technology stock on the planet. Billing systems don't really grab in the same way that um, AI, the cloud, yeah. all these, all these yeah. other kind of sexy technologies go. So you know it's, it's not horrible Right. But, it, but it doesn't seem to have that kind of hockey stick yeah. growth profile that really you need for a technology stock to be, yeah. it, you know, to get the fan base going. And if a tech stock isn't performing now, if a tech you wonder what, because uh, yeah. this, this is a perfect time. Well, you've got all-time mm. highs in the NASDAQ. I think the Chinese new tech market as well is, yeah. is, is pretty much at all-time, yeah. hasn't seen this high since 2015. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, this is your time. Yeah. If you're not shining now, you know, yeah. slow and steady maybe that's that's fine. But if you want to be a tech in a cardi like Telstra, um, <laughs> then you know that, that that's fine. But yeah. um, you know, right. there are other sexier tech stocks out there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. very good opinion. All right, thank you, Tim. Um, Henry James wants a view on Waypoint REIT, real estate investment trust. Got to be careful of those uh, at the moment. This one is interesting because it owns four hundred and sixty-nine. Um, service stations and the attached com convenience stores, um, at least on a long-term basis to Viva Energy. Now, I gather these are shell service stations, are they, yeah. uh, basically at the moment? Yeah. So, uh, all around the country. Yeah, I mean, it's safe, dull. Mm. It's, 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 a, it's a not a bad immune REIT. I mean, there's a lot of REITs out there at the moment, these real estate investment trusts that have got oh. not great exposure to, to retail, you know, things like Sender Group and the UR, W, yep. Univale, Rodan. Um, but this one, petrol stations, they're not going out of fashion. No. If anything, you, know, you could argue that in a COVID world, the only place you can go is sit in your car and drive somewhere <laughs> um, <laughs> rather than get in a plane and, yep. and go somewhere. So you know, petrol uh, is, is going to be in demand. Petrol stations are going to be in demand. I guess you know, further down the track, there's that whole electric vehicle yeah. argument, but we're a long way from yeah. that. Um, Charter Hall just recently sold out their stake. I think it was at two dollars sixty-one. Uh, they had a five percent stake, so they sold out the, the last remaining stock there. Um, it's not bad. It's not exciting. You know, right. it, it's 
A lot of it's to do, the, th the problem with REITs to some extent is that the, the profit growth is determined by valuation uplifts in the properties. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe in, in the COVID world, we're not going to see those, those big uplifts. And if anything, no, we've, we've seen with vicinity, quite the opposite. They've written yes. off over a billion bucks in, in their carrying value yeah. of their assets. And, you know, God knows what offices are going to be worth, you know, walking around a CBD today. Yeah. deserted again. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah absolutely. absolutely. So, um, You've got yeah. to be very selective. We had the chief executive of Centuria yeah. on Osbys the last hour and, and their um, office uh, REIT is in satellite yeah. CBDs which, like which Chatswood be, yeah. um, and 98% um, leased and in the last quarter collected 99% of the rent, yeah. uh, even in lockdown. And, and you know, we saw the other day Bunnings, the, the yes. BWP, yeah. that property trust has, has done really well. Their biggest tenants, Bunnings. Yeah. You know, we've all know, we've all spent <laughs> many a happy Saturday talking to middle-aged blokes and aprons <laughs> in Bunnings um, because what else is there to do? Yeah. You know, we, right. we've done the house up, we've, we've done this, we've done that. So th those mm. are doing well. Same with GMG, yeah. uh, Goodman, because of their logistics focus and their warehouse focus. Yeah. Lots of e-commerce going on. So that not every REIT is born the same, no. but what they do all share in common tends to be the growth comes from revaluing the assets up yeah. and paying the distributions yeah. out of those revalued assets rather yeah. than anything else. Because funnily enough, the re in accounting and REITs, is uh, the revaluations going to revenue yeah. uh, line, which yeah. as, a, as an old accountant, I can't quite figure that out, get my head around. No. Same with infrastructure funds. Michael, yeah. what do you reckon of uh, Waypoint? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd be happy to hold. So um, again, I agree with, uh, with the REIT sector. You know, we've got industrial up here, so Goodman, CIP. Yeah. Um, obviously down the bottom, you've got those that are struggling, the shopping centers, the, the retailers. Um, you know, this one's in the middle there, I think. So, um, look, it's good enough to hold. The, the leases are on average are about 11 years. So, mm. you know, I think when the, when the stock got sold off in March, it quickly bounced back and it's almost back to where it was in February. I think people quickly realised, well, hang on. Um, okay, we're not driving around a lot, but these, these leases are, yeah. you know, are for 11 years. I mean, it pays a decent yield. It's about 5.6%. Um, look, I don't buy things for yield because often those companies tend to, um, lag in terms of their capital growth, but I think this one could still have a little bit more upside um, in its capital growth. I think the property values will um, will turn around within a, a year or two. I mean, as you know, a lot of these service stations are sitting on spots which end up turning into apartment buildings yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, the convenience look, stores. Are yeah, yeah, and that's and there's yeah, and that's there's really been a push in that that direction in the last few years to yeah. to turn those into more convenience stores. So. Yeah, ultimately, I think there's more upside, decent yield that you know, I'd be happy to hold. And and David Jones getting involved in service stations and yeah, convenience stores. I thought, yeah. wow, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, if you've been to the UK, you know that you, know, you go to a, a petrol station in the UK, then uh, you know, they're, they're all there. You can buy yeah. wine, you can buy yeah. anything there. They've got the Marks and Spencers in there and yeah. you can buy your food and everything. It's that's great. Yeah. All right, James, thank you for that. Uh, Michael Lillian wants a uh, view on Bingo Industries. Yep. This is the online lottery business. Oh, oh the no, skips. Skips. No, skips. 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 Sorry. You think of Jumbo? I got ahead of myself. Jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bingo is Bingo. the uh, is the um, is the skips for um, waste management. Um, is in um, on construction sites and, yep. and the like, yep. like as well, and have merged. 
with a couple of smaller outfits that's, over the years, that's right. too, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, and they've, they've done really well. Um, I think this one has potential at the moment. I wouldn't be holding it. They, they report their results on the 25th of August. I'd like to see what the company has to say at that date. At the moment, it's trading back to where it was uh, in March. So it really yeah, it's hasn't... it's right down on the lows, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it really hasn't done much. And, and this is clearly because with everything that's happening, you know, residential construction, um, even commercial construction, yeah. lower levels, therefore the demand for, for their skips is, is lower. But the flip side of that is when things improve, you may well see uh, this share price start to catch up. So at the moment, with what's happening in Victoria, it's, you know, it's, it's very cloudy as to when that, that uplift yeah. will happen. But you know, I think at some stage, as we can get back to where we were two months ago, reopening the economy, if we could see more stimulus spending in the area of construction, it'll yeah. benefit this business. And with a share yeah. price back to where it was in March, I think that may well represent a, a great opportunity. But at the moment, uh, no, you know, so moment close, so much. close to reporting. So, you know, so close to their yeah. um, their results in August. I'd rather just yeah. observe what it yeah. what it does until then. Henry, not many stocks back down at their March lows, are they? <laughs> Treasury wine estates. Oh well, yes. AMP <laughs> yeah. has a couple of biggies. Right. Um, Qantas probably. Yeah, not far off it. We'll yeah. talk about yeah, that one later. Yeah. Um, but bingo, it's. They're in a tough business at the moment, aren't they? Waste management. Yeah. I, I know that construction is a lot of, you know, we've seen that the, the skips outside people's houses and big projects, yeah. etc. And I don't think that's really taken a big fall. Um, certainly, anecdotally, around you know where where I am, um, tradies are still busy yeah. as yeah. Um, you know. Well, they do a bit in clubs and things like that. They do a bit in clubs, they? and also the other thing, because waste management is about retail, it's yeah. about hospitality, it's about restaurants. Yes. Um, it's you know all that stuff that comes out of the cardboard boxes, the packaging that yeah. retailers are, that is not happening at the moment. So all that kind of collection for for restaurants, hospitality, and the retail side is, is affecting them. I think the construction side, and as Michael says, infrastructure is a, is a is a kind of a pickup for them if we do see an infrastructure boom. But of course, you know you're not going to have a boom when we're in lockdown. Yeah, uh, we've seen Queensland. Uh, today now banning anybody from New South Wales, yeah. not just the hotspots, mm. and even the ACT which is remarkable thing is I don't think they've had a case in two months. No, right. I don't know why they picked on them. Maybe they just don't want any politicians up there. Because there's an there's election, election coming up in Queensland. <laughs> <There's> an <election. laughs> uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk became Nostradamus today saying, yeah. we don't want to be exposed to New South Wales going the same way as Victoria. Yeah. New South Wales is keeping it pretty well under control. We're keeping at the it moment. pretty well under control. It's you know I think you know we're going to have to live with this. Let's face it. Oh yeah, this, this is going to be part of life. We're never going to, going to get rid of it. No, you, you can't. We haven't got rid of the flu. We're back soon. Yeah. You know, more more people die of the flu every year than, mm. the, than the coronavirus. Anyway, I digress. But bingo, as far as you know, it, as, as Mike says, it is down on its lows for March. Hard to get excited about it just yet. It would yeah. you know our policy really is if you want to keep the risk out of your portfolio to some extent and not tread on landmines around reporting season is, is to wait for the report to come out. Then you've de-risked it. Right. As Michael says, it's, you know, was it 25th of 25th. August? Yep. Um, then once it moves, whichever way, you can make a decision. If, if the results are good and it moves 5%, great. You can still yep. jump on board because you know, yep. the, the quant guys will tell you they still perform for the next quarter. Mm. And what we've also seen in, in this market, especially recently, is momentum drives things way beyond right. where is really the value. 
Yep. So if you report well, you will attract money yep. um, because of that certainty. So that's the way to go, I think, is to take, and that, that applies to a lot of stocks at the moment, is to take that risk out by waiting till we see the reports. Okay. If it moves 5% higher and the brokers start to come through with those upgrades, then you can, you can chase, you can follow the, you know, follow the money. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, a good uh, analysis there. So uh, bingo, not at the moment. Wait for that uh, result to come out at the end of August. Just to recap on the other stocks we we take a look at, AMP, our stock of the day, a no on that. Uh, Pantoro, uh, the gold miner, uh, hold from Michael. Uh, Henry likes it, knows it quite well. Uh, puts it in that Gold Road uh, Aegis uh, group, uh, Regis group as well. Um, uh, MedAdvisor, um, uh, Michael prefers ProMedicus. Um, Henry quite likes it. MedAdvisor knows it well and has used the product. Hanson and O from both Michael and Henry. Waypoint, uh, REIT, yeah, boring, reasonable, hold it, nothing wrong with it. Uh, and bingo, not just yet. Now, coming up this afternoon on The Pulse, we're joined by Splitter Chief Executive Brad Patterson. This is the, uh, the payments platform. It's uh, raising $100 million to accelerate its high growth strategy. Split it shares this morning up something like 8%. It's in that buy now, pay later uh, market. And uh, Brad will be joining us at 1.15 p.m. only on Ausbiz. Let's get stuck into the uh, into the second uh, half of the call, our sixth stock. Um, Michael, I'd never heard of this, Whitehawk, mm. um, suggested by Greg, an online, so, uh, online cyber security exchange enabling businesses of all sizes to, uh, to fight cyber crime. I thought, oh, bit of a thematic like uh, buy now, pay later. Uh, and then I read they've been contracted by the, the US federal government. Um, uh, they using Whitehawk cyber risk radar. I thought, oh, this is sort of pretty mm. fancy little company. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of it either. No. I was having a look at their website earlier this morning and um, um, yeah, it looks like they've got a bit of a marketplace you can go to and, and get you know, various products to um, boost the security of your of your firm yep. they seem to be winning contracts with um, with the US government um, doesn't look like their revenues are that great though and uh, and they seem to be burning more cash um, than what they're bringing in it's only a 28 million dollar market cap um, I, I just think it's probably a little bit too risky for me I mean I just don't I just can't see you know they've they've been around a while they've you know they're, they're, they're winning these contracts, but it just doesn't look like it's it's really sort of working in terms of revenue. And there's a lot of staff there, and um, I don't know. I mean, I know that this this area is very sort of topical at the moment, but oh, yeah. but there might be other companies that are sort of kicking better goals than pushed by the prime minister one. at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Doing another briefing uh, today on cyber security with uh, with China. Mm. Um, so yeah, okay, a no I'd from, give it a miss. from you. Um, I like this one, Own It. Um, it's been in our little small cap portfolio for a little while now. Yep. The big daddy in the sector is another one that we've owned since four cents, uh, Tesserent, right. which, oh, yes. which got up to 24, okay. TNT, yeah, yeah. great code. Yep. Um, <laughs> both of them cybersecurity, and I like the cybersecurity theme, and thanks ScoMo for keep pushing it, which yep. is good. But it's certainly, you know, when you've got um, people working from home and corporates, I guess, struggling to, to close back doors into their systems, 
yeah. cybersecurity is going to become a, a bigger thing. And we are, we are in a cold war with yeah. China. Uh, yeah. we can, you can call it what you like, but at the end of the day, it's a cold war with China. And the, and the biggest weapon on the front line at the moment is cybersecurity. These cyber attacks, whether they're in the US or in Australia or the UK or wherever they are, we're seeing more and more of this and it's going to continue. Right. And it could be Russia. And we've got an election coming up as yeah. well in the US. And That's going to be... And Whitehawk's good at it though? Whitehawk is good at it. The quarterly that they came out with, which showed not that huge amounts of revenue, is really kind of the look back. Right. The big thing is they just signed a five-year deal in the US in terms of uh, homeland security and the yeah. cyber security problem they've got over there. That is a big tick in the box, and that's what gave it the big push up from sort of nine or ten cents to yep. 15, 16. It's come off a little bit. Um, ScoMo, come on out there. We need you to give it a bit of a push. Um, but I think this is a good long-term story. I okay. prefer TNT still right. uh, because it's got good management. It's got Jeff Lord as well, who's a proven uh, performer. In, yep. uh, in technology. Uh, that really gave it a big boost earlier this year, uh, or last year rather. My timeline's getting mixed up with yep. Corona these days. But um, that, that's a good one. It's got really good revenue, 45 million bucks in terms of revenue for TNT. And they've also done some good acquisitions as well. Um, so that one looks really interesting. And that, that's actually the biggest holding that I have in the, my small cap portfolio that I follow. Oh, in Tesseract. Yeah, mainly oh. by accident. Uh, mainly because it was a, a, a 5% weighting at 4 cents and because it went right. to 24 it kind of got rather big. Right. Um, so I have been selling a little bit along the way but it, it still remains uh, the right. biggest holding and certainly you know, I still think you know, cyber security, this is the, the front line, this is where the action is going to happen yep. in the next few years as we, as we tangle and tussle with China. Mm -hmm. so, and uh, Tesserin's yeah. had a good run. Yeah, it's just, just looking at it now around 19 cents. Yeah, it's just consolidating. Yeah, it's just consolidating. Yeah. We, we got in during the March madness oh, at around okay. four cents, um, having watched oh. it for a while. So yeah. uh, it, it's it's been good, and the revenue is there. It's, it's the big daddy of them, I guess. Right. Uh, in okay. terms of revenue, look at all the others, and they're kind of also rands. Right. Okay. But we're good at it. Which is good. We are, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Australia's really good at some things. Oh, you know, a lot of good things. Music, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> technology. Who yeah, thought yeah. you know, buy now, pay later would come from from Australia? Yeah, uh, biotech. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're really biotech. Biotech. We're really good at CSL, etc. So yep. you know, maybe cybersecurity is another area that we're okay. good at. Mm. All right. So there you go. Good analysis for for you there, Greg. Um, Henry Jamie has asked for a view on elders. What do you call it? Agricultural services? Yeah, businesses, agribusiness. Yeah, they, they kind of do yeah. everything, really. Yeah, they do. Um, I guess if you want exposure to the agricultural sector, this is probably the, the best way it. to go. Yep. It's certainly the most diversified in terms of earnings. It's got good management, they've executed on their turnaround plan. Stock looks good. And I was in country New South Wales at the weekend. Sorry, all our Victorian. Uh, buddies that uh, can't go anywhere, but it's very green out there. Yep. Farmers are pretty happy. Um, they have been uh, not so affected by the virus, mainly because they're in remote, small communities. Yep. A lot of them, so they haven't had the the, the problems that some have had. I guess one Gee, of the it's riding high. If you look at that five-year it's, it's, it's riding very high, and it, yeah, it's a good quality story with good quality management. If you want to play agri, it's it's probably the way to go. Yep. The others are a bit too weather dependent. We, you know, we, the drought has kind of, it's it's a not an issue now so much in New South Wales. There are pockets of still yep. uh, drought around, but certainly a lot of it is uh, okay. has now been negated. We've had good rains, 
I think we're going to get good rains this weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. But, right. um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like elders. There's, there's a concern, I guess, that with, with COVID keeping international tourism at bay, the backpackers aren't coming and the backpackers pick the fruit. Right. Um, and there is a potential issue with, the, with you know, a lot of fruit spoiling, farmers' crops not uh, doing so well. Um, but at the moment, that, that seems to be a peripheral issue. Uh, for at least for the market, not probably for the, for mm. the farmers. But uh, yeah, if you, if you want to play the agri-sector, agri mm. I think that's the way okay. to go. It's nice and diversified as well. Michael? Yeah, I agree. So the you know the seasonal conditions are, are, good, are good, they're improving. Um, and you've, you've got a company that trades on a PE around sort of market PE, but with, you know, some nice sort of tailwinds ahead of it, I think, over the next couple of years. So I think there's potentially more upside uh, in the share price. Um, I noticed Macquarie came out with a, a buy recommendation in the last week or two mm. um, with a price target about 24% above where okay. it is now. So, uh, yeah, it's looking good. There's a nice trend to it. I mean, these are the sorts of companies um, that we like to invest in, just make sure that the trend's in the right direction. There's no yep. sort of warning signs on the chart, and, and that's, that's the case here. So ultimately, yeah, I'd be yep. happy to hold it. All right. Okay, Jamie, uh, good report there on elders. Now, Michael, what do you know about Kosol? Not much. Uh, Lena wants to know. <laughs> Again, a tech, tech business. From what I can understand, um, they're a platform business for, for corporates to, um, for project management and yeah. things like that, is that? Yeah, look, I, I had to you know, yeah. do a quick look at this one this morning, not one I'd heard of um, before either. But um, uh, what's, what's interesting about this one is a small company, um, unlike many others, it's actually turning a nice profit. Um, you know, mm. margins look good. They're, they're turning a profit, they're growing. Um, it looks like they've only ipo Only a recent listing. Yeah, yeah they, they listed at almost the worst possible time just before um, you know, COVID hit. So, um, but, but as we could see on the chart, it's, uh, it's, it's had its dip, but it's more than surpassed that already. So, um, look, the only, the only, I guess, negative I'd say is that it is Pretty liquid. It trades about thirty thousand dollars worth of shares a day, which means you don't want to go out there and buy thirty thousand dollars worth as an investment because yeah. you know, you're trying you to get out of the thing if you have yeah. to. So, um, you know, normally you'd, you'd probably only want you know several grand or something. So, you know, if you need to get out, there's at least some sort of liquidity there. But yeah. um, you know, small company turning a profit. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd be happy to hold. Yeah, I think I think liquidity is the biggest issue. This thing listed back in January, which yeah. may have been actually quite a good time because the market was riding pretty high in January yeah. before, <laughs> before <laughs> COVID hit. They, they snuck in under the radar. Um, it's uh, another one of these kind of uh, business practices, processing mm. kind of companies. Um, there are a few of those listed, aren't there? There are, and you, you read a the lot. description of the company. I mean, they get in all the buzzwords. It's yeah. fantastic to read through. But they have, um, they have beaten their guidance that they had in the prospectus in January, which is good. That's a big tick in the box. Um, and what you do find, we t tend to find, is that an IPO that comes on successfully, and these ones did come on successfully, attracts people. People start right. following it. If, it. if it's a dud to begin with, it takes years to get over the, the dud Yep. kind of IPO uh, label. Right. Uh, yep. This one has fallen into the success basket. Uh, I think it's going to continue to do okay. They've beaten mm. guidance. Um, liquidity is an issue. Somebody asked me actually in the um, in our Facebook forum recently about this one as well. It, it looks okay. Um, 
and it's kind of because it's got the earnings guidance has beaten prospectus that's a tick in the box yeah. but it, it's, it's a pretty tightly held register so right. you know you wouldn't want to be putting the, the, the house on this one uh, going forward as, especially as you would find it hard to get set but uh, yeah. an interesting little niche yeah. I guess yeah. market cap I think it's only about 90 million as well so our specialists have a valuable combination of asset-intensive industry experience and technology systems expertise. Oh, great. This combination enables us to strategically plan, design, deliver, and optimise operational systems and enterprise systems. <laughs> <laughs> you just love the corporate mumbo jumbo. Well, but as you say, they've delivered. But they have which delivered. Which is great. So, yeah. Lena, thank you for sort of bring it up and uh, I love it when we get these uh, these smaller stocks and and here's a great one that actually makes money for its, uh, for its shareholders fabulous um, our next stock uh, comes from uh, from Charlie Henry and uh, good old Qantas great brand great run company great just, brand best run know, airline in the world best management a, Alan Joyce terrible time <laughs> has been an absolute superstar um, yeah. you know we've got a day today where Virgin has announced a third of the workforce are being canned Tiger Air's yeah. gone yeah. Um, there's lots of good things about Qantas there's also lots of problems at the moment they've got no international travel um, until so, July until July, July I've heard and they've got you know even even domestic travel is going to be pretty limited if we can't go to Queensland we can't go to Victoria yeah. if they can't come to us you know yeah. Western Australians are just going to fly amongst each other um, I guess the positive is that Virgin and Tiger Air well Tiger Air is no more uh, so that discount side of things has gone so when things calm down and we get back to yeah. some sort of normality and we can fly around then maybe, but yeah, it's, it's hard work. They're currently at the moment, they're doing the SPP. So yeah. the share purchase plan actually finishes today. So that's at $3.65, which no. is where they are. Um, so it's going to be pretty low. They're trading at three twenty six at the moment. Well, okay. Well, my, wow. my um, yes. Um, so you know that's not going to be an easy 500 million no. bucks that they're going to find from that SPP. So um, it's, yeah, you will get, uh, the SPP, there is a 2.5% discount uh, deal for them. So over right. that five-day, what they call the VWAP, the Volume Weighted Average Price. Yeah. So they work out the Volume Weighted Average Price over five days, then you get the stock at a 2.5% discount. So you're not going to be paying uh, 3.65. But um, yeah, it's, it's a tough mm. world to be an airline at the moment. Yeah. Even, if you're, mm. even if you're the best airline in the world, best yeah. run, God. Um, Alliance came on our radar the other day. Now, that's a good airline. Now, well, is it an airline or a mining services business? <laughs> it's well, an airline in the mining services business. Yeah. And it's probably the only... And uh, did I uh, read earlier this week they're buying 18 new planes, Embraer's, out of yep. Brazil? I'm going, it's the only airline in the world that's making money and buying planes at the moment. So they got a good deal then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a char charter business. Um, which mainly services um, mining camps at the moment that the other airlines don't go to and, and currently getting a lot of charter work out of the AFL as <laughs> teams charter flight around uh, around mm. the country, but an unusual one. What do you think of Qantas? Um, look, we, we started buying this one in April and I think that's the first time I've ever bought, bought shares right. in Qantas. So I've, I guess we've taken the view that this is one of those, you know, once in every... Yeah. one or two decade events that 
uh, you know, a share price gets annihilated, but you know yeah. it will bounce back. Um, you know, sort of a, sort of like a 9-11 sort of situation where, you know, you look back and think, wow, if I just bought yeah. some of the shares in that situation. So with Qantas, as we know, it's not, it's not going anywhere. Um, so we know it won't go bust. <laughs> Um, and Either when flying anywhere or yeah, yeah. so look, the, the, the business yeah. isn't going anywhere. They're reducing costs at the moment, yeah. which is good. So just taking the view that when we start flying again, and uh, you know that is very much up in the air. Qantas will be there. It'll, it's pretty much a, a monopoly. Um, you know they'll take the lion's share of whatever is happening. Yeah. And I think with a, you know with an outlook of about a year or two, it could be a, yeah. you know it could be a company that's share price is back and, up towards six. And bucks. good companies restructure their cost base at times like this mm. too. And so you wonder, a bit like Flight Centre has just got sold all at shop fronts and stuff like that, mm. whether, you know, when they do turn up, that it turns up quickly because mm. it's a totally different cost base than yeah. when we went into it. Well, the I good thing, know. and the good thing about Qantas compared to something like Flight Centre, as I said, is that, you know, you'll pretty much have to use Qantas yeah, when you're flying yeah. in. Flight Centre, you won't need to no. use them. Right. But Qantas, Sydney Airport, they're going to have to be used. It's just a case of riding yeah. out the next year or two and waiting for that confidence to return and the share price okay. will go with it. I mean, the, the problem is, and we, we've seen this in the US to some extent, is that the government can say, hey, everything's open. But the reality is people still mm. need the confidence to get yeah. on a plane and go somewhere. Do we want mm. to sit next to someone? <laughs> well, not only that, but it's the uncertainty. Yeah. If you go somewhere... Can you get back? Yeah. Is something going to change? And we, we've seen how this virus goes so quickly that things change. It, you know, if you're yeah. in Queensland and you're trying to get home now because of the, the, the lockdown, yeah. that's, that's yeah. quite hard. And, and you know, I, we were looking in the office at uh, some of the, the flights from Jetstar. They were horrendously gougy prices. Oh, yeah. You know, come on, guys. Oh. You know, um, yeah, yeah, so, um, I know they've got a, it's a business and they've got to make money, but... So is it really vaccine dependent, is it, uh, <coughs> to get over it, one of those stocks? I, I still think it's really hard work being in an airline business because you're, you're just mm. basically in a, in a parking your plane business mm. yeah, yeah. For, for a long time. And even when people say, hey, off you go, fly away, mm. are you? Yeah. Are you going to no. do that? Or are point. you going to wait and see how it all pans out? If you yeah. go to Greece, I mean, Greece was, was COVID free. And everyone was going there. Now it's getting yeah. record cases, yeah. and they're going. Well, hang on a second. So all the all the vaccine. Yeah. All right. Uh, our final stock uh, suggested by Abby Henry is uh, Bubs Australia. It's um, as the name implies. It's in all things babies. It is all things babies. Started out with uh, goat milk. Milk. Yes. Yeah. Infant formula using goat milk, and it has diversified its earnings into, uh, into its business into dairy as well. Um, not for me, right. I've got to say. I still um, I can't get my head around the whole goat thing, and I think they haven't got the the branding and, and the marketing power that A2 have got. Yeah. They, they saw themselves in a, as an alternative to A2, a baby alter A2, but they the differentiator is was goat milk rather than cows. Yeah, well, that, that that's right. That was their market. unique selling point yeah. was was goat rather than A2. Interestingly, I, I bought A2 milk yesterday from, I think it was Dairy Farmers, now have right. an A2 only milk, um, not quite as slickly packaged, right. and not quite as obvious as, as A2 mm. itself, but cheaper, yeah. um, which is interesting. So there's, there's competition there for A2. But yeah, no, I, you know, with our current 
issues with China, and we saw it today with Treasury wine estates yep. in terms of the wine export numbers being quite seriously dampened yeah. up yep. to China. Um, I really can't get enthused about this okay. just at the moment, I must admit. Right. Michael? No, I, I agree. I mean, you know, they, they were the goat milk company and now they're other things too. So, I mean, who, who are they? How do they differentiate themselves? I mean, they're, you know, they had a sliding share price before pandemic. Um, yeah, it's recovered a bit, but it's on the slide again. So obviously they've got, um, where they were selling a lot of product into China with the, the, the Daygales, so you, know, you yeah. don't have that anymore. So, uh, yeah, it just, just seems a little bit, bit too challenging. Yep. for me and okay. uh, again the share price is on the sli on a slide so why buy something yep. that's heading the wrong way all right uh let's recap the uh the final five stocks for the call um whitehawker um uh, a yes from uh, henry but prefers tessering in in this market but quite likes whitehawk uh, a no from michael elders a yes from from both the guys if you want to get into that um agricultural uh, sector it's about the only one to go. Uh, Cosol uh, looks uh, an interesting little business, making good money. Um, so both the guys like it, but liquidity is the problem there. It's pretty tightly held. Um, Qantas Airways, a no from Henry, a yes from Michael to stick in your bottom drawer because it's not going to go away anywhere. And a no for Bubs for both of them. Michael Gable from Fairmont uh, Equities, thank you for joining us. Thank Andrew you. Jennings from Markets Today. And go and check out the Markets Today website. Um, subscribe, subscriptions all still going well? Yep, well, they are going Excellent. very well, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good insight into uh, all of the stocks for, uh, for retail investors. So uh, appreciate your time today, Henry. And if you want to suggest any stocks for us in the future, email them through the call at osbiz.com.au or by Twitter using the handle osbiztv. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.